Hello, and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. How are you today, Wayne? Ah, that's so nice. <laughs> You're looking a little uh, quiet there. You okay? Uh, I, was wait, I was waiting to see if you would uh, ever ask me how I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. You see, when you give me a minute, you know, mm-hmm. if you just give me a second, yeah, I can talk with you. Well, there you go. All right. Well, uh, in this episode today, we're going to talk about something that uh, I've actually had a kind of a change in my mindset years ago about this topic. And this topic is consistency. And uh, but before we talk about consistency, I have to say that uh, I, uh, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a ordained minister, right? Yes. You are too, aren't you? I am too. All right. Matter of fact, I just gave Jeff Ofredo um, my minister card, Rob Johnson, ordained minister, United uh, Lifestyle Church or whatever. Yeah. And uh, because he was, you know, you know, Jeff, he's sick all the time and always got, so I gave him my card and i said look you know if you need me call me and i'll give you your last rights ah uh, that's pretty decent of you yeah you think yeah. Uh, well i mean from one ordained minister to the other very nice now did you buy the uh the deluxe package how dare you of course i did me too yeah you know what we should do you don't, you don't skip when it comes to becoming a minister you don't skip rob you don't skip did you get the shirt absolutely i got the shirt I wear it in, I wear it on the plane. And you got this, right? What is the that? Thing. The neck oh, thing. Oh, I didn't get that. Yes, yes, I got that with my shirt. That, I'll buy that off you. You know what I can do? Or I can cut it in half. I'll there give you go. half of it. All right. Because you don't really need the whole thing. It kind of tucks in. Yeah. That's funny you said that because Pauline said you should start wearing your your minister shirt on the plane with the this thing. Yeah. I go, yeah, but then I'll have every nut sitting next to me wanting to know what you could do, though. Empty his soul to me or something, you know? Anytime you feel like you, you, you might get, you know, in a position where you might get beat up, you could put that on. <laughs> He's going to punch in a, a minister. Nobody's going to hit a minister. That's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So have you, have you used it more than once? No. Your minister thing? Nope. I married this couple in California. And uh, I have known this girl, Monica Bucciolato, as a family friend. I was there when she was born. And, um, and uh, then to see her, you know, getting married was pretty cool. And so, uh, you know what? She listens to the podcast. She works, uh, uh, she worked for University of California in some capacity, I think at HR. And uh, her husband's a, a plumber. He's a master plumber. And they live in Texas and they listen to it or she listens to it because her husband has a small business. And she says, I, you know, she gets a lot of information out of the show uh, in, in that regard. So, yeah, pretty cool, Monica. But I don't appreciate you listening to us. I, um, I got ordained. My daughter, my daughter asked me to get ordained because, um, you know, they, uh, they were going to have their wedding and it was right, right in the middle of the whole pandemic thing. And, um, they want to get married and they couldn't get married in the church or anything. They all uh, New York state had shut all that down. 
So um, I married her. We got together on their front lawn and she asked me, she actually called up and said, do you think you could become an ordained minister and, and marry Kyle and I? So, wow. so that's why we did it. You know what? In all seriousness, it's, a, it's an honor to be asked, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote, uh, I even wrote a sermon. Wow. It wasn't a big long one, but, yeah. you know. We, we should exchange our sermons. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. I'll send you mine. I still have it. Uh, I still have mine. I still have it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I bet yours is going to be longer. I don't think it was exceptionally long. Okay. This girl was it made it easy because this girl is really cool. She was a, a, a college softball player standout. I mean, she's she was a stud. And uh, one quote that she has that I love this quote is if life life throws you lemons. Put them in the refrigerator, freeze them, and throw them back as hard as you can at the person that gives that's giving you problems. <laughs> All right, I like I kind of like that attitude. Yeah, like her style. What's All right, today's, what's today's show about? It's about consistency, and I'll tell you why this is important. I just had this happen to me not long ago, and that is um, a new restaurant opened up in town, and and we loved it. I mean, the, the food's great and everything. I like the guy. He'd come around and talk to us and this, that, and the other and tell you what he's going to do with the restaurant, all these different things. And, you know, we want to support the guy. And then, you know, we go there from time to time. And then we went down there one day. He goes, yeah, we're, oh, we don't, we're not serving. We don't have salad today. We're not serving salad. All right. Well, my wife loves salad, right? And they had a good salad. So... Then we go back a couple of times and you know what? Um, we're not open on Saturday anymore. And then they're supposed to close at five o'clock. And then, you know, we got there like quarter till and there's already a sign on the door. And that is a death sentence to me. Um, I just, I, I think this, Rob, I think I'm like a super nice guy. Like I'm really- well, I know nice. you think that. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely know that's where your head is. Yes. I think I'm a very nice and honorable guy, but I have some things I cannot, I cannot get around. I, I, I have some deal breakers and one of them is consistency. You know what I mean? Uh, you gotta show up and do it every day. And here's the thing, for the longest time, and I've said this before in a podcast in a roundabout way uh, a long time ago, is that I think kind of the way we look at things is, is, is the wrong way to look at a lot of times. I talked about when Rocky, we all see Rocky on the top of the stairs when he's got his arms up in the air, you know what I mean? And he's, you know, he, he conquered everything, right? And we have this all or nothing attitude, right? Yeah, you, ne you know, you never, you never open up the newspaper and see an article that says, Susan Johnson had a salad for lunch today. You're never gonna see that in, an, in a newspaper. But what you will see is this lady lost 150 pounds, right? And the thing is, it's not the goal of losing 150 pounds or whatever. In reality, it's, it's the consistency along the way to get there. If you don't have a plan for that, you know, you'll never get there, right? And we talk about the end game a lot of times, but I think in business, consistency is, you look at, uh, look at Sprig Lynn, the, whether he have been around since the 1956 or something like that, or maybe, gosh, maybe in the 40s. 
I mean, uh, you know, you look at some of these old third generation companies, second generation companies, guys that have been around a long, long time, you don't get there without consistency. And I think that's, I think that's you know, something we can talk about today. And when people struggle with the lack of consistency, uh, there's like five different indicators, right? You know, your lack of patience, uh, the desire for instant gratification, um, maybe a lack of focus, uh, not having support habits or those type of things. And I think that is a huge one actually. And having an all or nothing mindset. And uh, uh, on the all or nothing mindset, I'll tell you, um, <laughs> maybe too much about myself. Um, no, don't, don't worry about it. So I got up to- I had no idea where you're going even when you started the salad thing. So yeah, just keep, just keep rolling, buddy. I got, I got up to 239. I stepped on the scale one day and it was 239 pounds. And I knew the scale was wrong. And, and I cussed it and I kicked it and these things were unreliable or whatever. And I, I, I put a new battery in it. I came back, stepped on it, it was 239 pounds. And I was disgusted. So I thought, I've never been that heavy before in my life. I'm going to get down to 200 pounds. And all I kept saying is I got to get down 200 pounds. 200 pounds, that was my, I'd feel good at 200 pounds. So I'd, I'd go to the gym sometimes and work out really intense, really intense, you know what I mean? But I, 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 it only lasted a small amount of time. And then finally one day when I said to myself, you know what, man, just go to the gym every day. Just simply go to the gym every day and don't have that all or nothing, you know what I mean, that attitude. And I stopped thinking about the 200 pounds and I got down to like 195. I happen to get up to about 210 right now. <laughs> so, so it went the other direction. Well, that's good. You're on that consistent roller coaster. No, yeah, but that's what, good. You're consistent. What it told me is when I got away from what I was doing consistently, I wasn't, I, I wasn't, you know, on the game, right? So I had to get yeah. back to, to being consistent. And where I think we all sometimes think that it's got to be all or nothing. So um, anyhow, I thought it would be a good conversation. Well, when, the, when you were talking about when you were just reading those off, focus. Focus is one of mine. Okay, that's definitely my downfall. That's why years ago, I started just doing Three by five card to-do lists. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. And this is probably one of the one of the most consistent things that I do now is I live by my to-do lists on my little three by five or four by six cards, whatever they are. And to me, there's just nothing better than crossing stuff off of that to-do list. I've even done things that were not on the to-do list, wrote it on the to-do list, and then scratched that off. I know that sounds pretty psychotic, but it feels good. Yeah. So when you were saying, you know, before when we were talking about, you know, we're going to do this consistency show, I was trying to think of something that I'm consistent at, you know, and one of the things was my lack of focus and how I really improved. And this is just me personally. I'm not saying, oh, this is the way you do it. But for me, that lack of focus has been completely, completely changed just because of my maniacal to-do list daily, every day, to-do list, scratch it off. What do you got to do? That thing. 
I love building them. I love scratching them off. I love throwing them away when they're done and then starting a new one. Well, you look at professional athletes, you take a Tiger Woods or anybody who's at the top of their game. I mean, they still take batting practice every day. Um, who's the singer who's played the Manhattan more than any, Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Still warms up the same way every day, spends time warming up, doing his thing. So for a craftsman, to, uh, I think that really it, it's a it's a sign of a true craftsman that will do things, can stay consistent from job to job. Also, it sends a message to the company. These are our values. These are what we, you know, there's some things we don't compromise on. And if there's ever a time when there's not consistency, when it changes from job to job to job, or depending on who's doing the job, uh, or depending on how much money the job is or through the customer and all those things, when there's not consistency throughout the company, I think, I think it hurts in the long run. And I think companies that have uh, a long leg uh, legacy um, in this industry and longevity are the ones that are the most consistent. If you, if you talk to some of these guys, these old school guys, you say, oh yeah, he's old school, he does it this way. Well, he does it that way because it's been working time and time and time and time again. So I, I think that is important. And I think the instant gratification thing is, I think, you know, with social media, it's an instant gratification thing. Um, uh, on the other hand, I, I, uh, like I said, I do like it. I like the fact that you can share your work and what have you. But um, I, I think it's some of our core values that we have to cons stay consistent. Absolutely. So another thing about consistency for your company, it's going to build some trust. Yep. Well, that's what I, when I talk about that restaurant, I lost trust. Am I going to go there? They're going to be closed. Are they going to, are they going to not serve what I like today or whatever? Are they, the hour is going to be different. They're, are they going to be open today? Well, and the restaurant isn't open on Saturday. Thank you. That's exactly what I told them. I mean, that's your day. What, what kind of a place is not open on Saturday? I was, I, that, that's kind of a shocker, unless it's a religious thing, but. Well, I try to tell my wife to open up a restaurant, Herman and her and her sister, they're both retired. I said, you guys, we should open up a restaurant. And uh, which is, <laughs> it's, it's great because I would have to do nothing and it's a ton of work. But I just think it's done so wrong so many times that, man, uh, I don't know. Anyhow, I think it's, I, I think I read someplace that restaurants are like the number one business to start and go out of business. Uh, I, it's a very tough industry. Yeah. And now, I mean, good God help those guys now. I mean, with COVID oh, and everything. Oh, forget I mean, about it. it, it now. It's just, I mean, uh, look how many of them have closed. And I feel so bad for them. Anybody that's owned a business knows what the, what goes into owning a business. I don't care what kind of business it is, and have it go under because of economic conditions. We all remember what happened in 2007 in the flooring industry. Well, this this was like that times ten, and it was an inst instant. And so I do feel very sorry for that for those people. So um, yeah, and the entertainment business, restaurants, bars, movies, bowling alleys. I don't know how they survived. I'm still supporting the movie industry. I, I saw a movie the other day. Um, I'll tell you what, too. Uh, I, I, I highly recommend this movie, okay? And, and, we, and I saw it by accident. We went to go to a movie, and uh, the movie that we wanted to see wasn't playing. It was sold out, right? So we were going to go home, and I, well, I don't want to go home now. I want to get some popcorn. 
I didn't get the 239 pounds by accident. So uh, that's my one thing. I like my popcorn. So um, <laughs> playing about 20 minutes later than our movie was uh, American Underdog. Uh, what's the guy, the football players? Um, oh, yeah. Um, the guy played for the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Um, why can't I not remember his name? Oh, my gosh. I could, I could call my son-in-law the, the, right the, now the, and the, tell the, us in a second. The fastest show on turf. Okay, anyhow, whatever. Um, so I thought, all right, well, this movie, I, uh, probably not going to be that good. It looks like it's like a Disney movie or whatever. So I, I don't know, man, but we'll go ahead and see it anyhow. And then all the previews coming up to it were like Disney cartoon movies. That's, that's a bad sign because they figure you're the type of person that's going to be in this movie. You're going to love these movies. Right. But Rob, it was a little bit corny, but man, I'm telling you, it was a fantastic movie. And um, that's gonna bug me. I gotta, I gotta look up his name. You gotta look it up. Yeah. So that's a Disney movie. Yeah, that guy was working in a supermarket. Yes. And then two years, two or three years later, he's playing in the Super Bowl. Yes. I can't believe I can't remember his name because um, right now, right now, yeah, right now people are gonna be screaming at us. It's Kurt Warner, you idiot! <laughs> it's Kurt <laughs> Warner. Dummies! You kidding me? All right. So I'll tell you something. Did I, you find uh, his name? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So I, I actually met him years ago and he and I were the only two people backstage at a Tim McGraw concert. And um, he, uh, I brought a, I brought a baseball, brand new baseball. I went down and got a baseball because I wanted to have Tim McGraw autograph it, but he was there. So I had him autograph it. Nice. And uh, he probably <laughs> thought I was somebody because I was the only other person backstage. And uh, so he started chatting with me for about 15 minutes. And a super nice guy. And then security came and ushered you out. It got me out of there, yes. How'd you get past security on that one? Well, um, actually, my sister-in-law was, uh, she booked the talent for all that, for that that venue. Okay. In fact, she told me, she came and got me when I was back there. She goes, come here. She goes, she went out and pointed at the eye and she goes, stand right over there. I go, well, that's kind of like not even where the action's at. She goes, trust me, go just stand right over there. And she pointed to the place. I stood over there and... Uh, there was like a big long drum solo, an instrumental solo, or whatever. And all of a sudden, Tim McGraw came from the stage. He came from under the stage, up top of the stage with all the smoke. And he was like three feet away from me, me nice. and about 20 other 13 year old girls. So uh, <laughs> I don't know why I brought up the Kurt Warner in that movie. Uh, I don't know what, that hell, hell, what the hell that had to do with anything with our topic, but. Uh, Oh, uh, we were talking about, I think we were talking about stuff that closed down. Yes. You said yeah. you supported the movie industry. That's right. Yeah. And you saw a movie. Yeah. All right. You see, I pay attention. I, yeah, I, I pay I, attention to you. I appreciate that. I'm wondering how the movie was. I'm telling you, Rob, I, I, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. And I don't recommend a lot of movies anymore because my talent is, is uh, you know, nobody appreciates it. but. Um, I, I it's a little bit corny, a little, little bit, but it, it was a great story. If I had kids, I would take my kids to that movie. Yeah, and Kurt Warner is a super guy by all rights. I mean, everything he's done and, and the story is like no other. Oh, it's insane story. Yeah. It's an awesome story and a great ending too, because that was Brady won that Super Bowl. So what do you mean he won that Super Bowl? Didn't he win that Super Bowl? Yeah, Kurt Warner did. You got Brady on your head, on your mind, huh? Brady didn't win that Super Bowl? He won the Super Bowl. He beat the 
49ers the or was he 49ers he beat? He, okay. he, won, a, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. He did win the Super Bowl. Yes. He went on to maybe play in one or two more, I believe, but I'm not sure if he won those. I, I think Brady beat him in a Super Bowl. He probably didn't. I think Brady might have beat him in his first Super Bowl, in Brady's first Super Bowl. I gotta I gotta look that up. Okay. You know, Brady's won so many. Yeah, it's true. You, you kind of lose track. You know? Yeah. He's but not that is it. Listen, I can't wait to see I've been seeing the trailer for that movie. I can't wait to see it because uh and now I really want to see it because it's a a Disney and I don't want to sound like oh yeah, I love Disney movies, but Disney did the other football movie with um Mark Wahlberg where he was a walk on with the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't I don't know what was the name of that movie. I can't believe I can't think of the name of that movie because I don't know, but I don't know if this was invincible. Is it invincible? I don't know. And I don't, I'm not saying this was a Disney movie. I don't know if it was or not, but it was kind of like a Disney movie, what I was getting at. So well, I know when, I think the name of the movie with Wahlberg was Invincible, where he was a walk-on in the 70s to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And man, if that movie didn't pump you up, you, yeah. you got issues. Yeah, that was a good movie. All right. So another thing about consistency in your business is it allows you to measure your, um, your progress, right? And if you're consistent all the way down the line, and you that you know from year to year, from month to month, you can you can kind of track your progress as a company or as a craftsman. Uh, I think another good reason for that. Um, but I also think, as we talk about many times, it it really does help you stand out from the crowd. Absolutely, right. I mean, it's it's definitely you. stand out and be noticed, man. Yep. Uh, do you think that um, some of these second and third generation companies ever advertise anymore? I mean, they've built that li- that clientele list, and probably that that you know, being there's I don't care what you say, being around for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, there's a lot to be said for that. That didn't happen by accident. There's a lot of things that had to go right, and a lot of things that, that there had to be a plan, there had to be consistency, there had to be a you know. A, um, an organized effort there's a lot of time and you know work that goes into that and i think it obviously pays dividends you know i um at every class at every three-day school every two and three-day school that i do i i do a little consistency speech every single one you might have heard it you're very you're very consistent about it yes i am very consistent about telling my consistency story and, you know, you want to talk about consistency, you look at Bona. Look at the company that we work for, okay? I mean, yeah, we got, you know, great people and just an incredible team. And, and everything that we do is, you know, just outstanding. Training and sales and marketing and, you know, you name it. I'm, I don't want to leave anybody out, but really the best part about Bona is our products and the best part of our products is the consistency aspect of the product. You know, we, you and I have seen it firsthand from our other life. What happens when a company starts to make good products, but uh, they're, you know, this batch wasn't as good as the last batch, you know, where you have some inconsistent products. You know, if you're making toilet bowl cleaner 
and it's a little bit on the inconsistent side, nobody really knows, you know. But I've always said that a hardwood floor man, he gets paid on that final coat of finish. And in the weather that we've been dealing with and the, the territory, especially, you know, I don't want to brag on the Northeast, but, you know, this week when we were doing the school down in the training center, relative humidity was 16 in that school. It was pretty dry, you know. It was pretty warm and it was pretty dry because it was inside. And then in the summer, you know, hot and wet. And what, so what I'm saying is all the things that happens when guys are putting finish down. And if we start changing something, you know, putting in a, a new drying package or a new resin package or, you know, something that eh, maybe we can save a little money and it's just like the other product. And we throw them a curveball. They don't need any more curveballs. The mother nature throws them curveballs every day. And the guys who use our finish, they understand how to make the adjustment when it's dry, when it's wet, when it's cold, when it's hot. You know, both labs that you and I have worked with, I've told both labs the same thing. Our customers know more about the finish than we do. They use it every day, 365 days a year in temperature that's changing daily. And as long as we can give them a perfectly consistent product, as long as every single time they open up that jug and it's exactly the same, they know how to make the adjustment and everything's works. And you and I have seen firsthand, like I said, not going to name names here, but some of the other companies out there that are, you know, tweaking things, saving a little money on this, saving a little money on that. And once the consistency is gone for a floor guy, you're done. And I think that's why that's one of the key keys to the success of Bona is Bona really gets that. The consistency and the quality, that's what really matters. Yeah, and I, and I think for a company, when, the, when you go down this road and you want to you, you know, set this kind of standard for your company, I, I think you have to start with small goals and measurable goals. And um, they're, you know, I, I think some, I know, I know some companies do this and I think it's a great idea is what is our core values? You know, what are the four or five things that we stand for as a company? And when their new hires come in, you just say, listen, you know, uh, like I said at the beginning of this show, I'm a super nice guy, but there's some, some things I cannot compromise on. I can't do it for myself. I can't do it from somebody for somebody else. So here, this is our core values. And that helps everybody across. There's no misunderstanding that this is what we stand for. And then from there, everything else kind of falls into place. But I do think it's, and even for a craftsman, you have to ask yourself what you stand for. You know what I mean? When you go out to these jobs and, and uh, the, the time and what you put into the jobs and you know the right thing to do. You know what I mean? You don't want to veer off of the right thing to do. Um, it's a kind of a slippery slope and you really never feel good about it. If you ever done a job that you think, oh, man, it's just could have done that differently or should have done that differently or I hope I get away with this is a bad way to go through, uh, through life, I think. So I just think it. Um, well, it's kind of like our podcast. Yeah. Our podcast, right? I mean, they're just amazing, each and every one. But then there's one every now and then where. Not so much. Yeah. 
you know, some sometimes it's not bad just to go for a little single up the middle, you know? Yeah. It can't all be home runs. Absolutely. But um, we got a lot of consistent. The, the, the point is we show up and put one out every week. That consistency. Yes. Right. It might be consistently bad, <laughs> but they're consistent. I think that's what people like. They like those consistently bad ones. Well, if they're looking for screw-ups now and then, they came to the right place. They sure did. Yes. That was, I thought, used to be some of the funniest stuff Johnny Carson did in his opening monologue, how he just did bad jokes. Yeah. Jokes that flopped. Mm -hmm. that, you know, he made a living out of bad jokes and blowing jokes and then kind of making fun of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we could be the Johnny Carson of podcasts. Well, we got a long way to go there, buddy. I don't hold myself up to that standard. We're um, heading into year number four. Yeah, that's true. We're yeah. heading to year number four. There's a lot of sitcoms that can't make four years. Absolutely. I think five years we get uh, tested, don't we? we get five years, we get an extra two days vacation. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you know, Wayne, I'm thinking about the show being consistent. And I think one of the consistent things about a lot of floor guys is we consistently never know what time we're going to get home, ever. Days, nights, that was the one consistent thing that Pete and I always did when we were working is we never knew what time we were going to get home. All depended on where you were with the job. And I think I've told that story, I don't know, maybe a hundred times if you're listening to my wife tell my daughter-in-law, yeah, the you never know when the boys are going to be home. All you can do is keep their dinner warm because if they can get a coat on, they're going to stay and get a coat on. And that's how it was for Pete and I. What about you? Anything when you were a contractor? Consistent? You know, so learning, learning the industry um, and learning as a young contractor, I mean, we didn't have a lot of, you know, my, my uncle taught me the trade, you know, up to a point, but the rest was up to us. Well, there was no... You know, I got educational information from the NWFA. What I really wished if I could look on, turn it back. There's only one thing I probably would have done differently, Rob, is I was not aware that there was actual mentors out there that, you know, like retired business people or what have you that you could, you know, you, it would help you with your business. So we, we, you know, like a lot of contractors, we had to kind of find our way. Um, I think what came natural to us is we wanted to do a good job. Right. We wanted to to be very, very good at our craft. That was paramount over everything, including finances. Right. I mean, we knew that figured that would come, but we had to learn to be really good. And I thought my day had 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 come one day. I thought my ship had finally sailed, you know, arrived. And um, when I got a phone call. From a lady. She said, listen, you know, you've been nominated and recognized as you know, one of the you know, leading floor contractors in the area, in the Bay Area, and, you know, we want you to add you to our list, and uh, I just need you to give me some of your information about yourself. I know that you own Highlander Hardwood Floors, and um, you're active with the NWFA and this type of stuff. I said, yeah. So she went down uh, and just asked me about my business and, you know, my mentors and that type of thing, and I thought, okay, finally, the recognition is coming my way, right? I'm being rewarded for busting my butt all this time. Here it comes. 
I think I'm like eight years into the trade now and I'm finally getting my seat at the plate, right? At the table. And she asked me all these different things. It's very flattering to me, super nice lady, you know? And I tell her about how we work hard. Oh man, that's so important. Gosh, that's really impressive. And just that and the other. And um, I mean, I couldn't, I, I was feeling about as good as I could, you know, this was it, Rob. I'm, I'm going to be recognized in some magazine now or some newspaper or magazine, I think it was a magazine. So at the end, she goes, well, that should, that, that should wrap it up, Wayne. Um, so the, for the Imperial package, it's $9.89. <laughs> or you can get the full page ad, which is $1,297, but you also get a photo of you and, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, do you know how defeating that was? Oh man, that there's a slug in the gut, huh? I you talk about see a that coming. There's one born every day. Oh, yeah, that's so. That, which package did you buy? I bought the superior package, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's uh, that'll that'll do it for today's show, Rob. Always a been taking some time to chat with you, man. I appreciate it. I want to thank our listeners again. And this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please do stay tuned for another episode.